Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. You're probably already there. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song with his wife, Sarah, that you just heard. He's going to sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos works on JackieCation.com the website. There are many ways to support the show. The Amazon link is one. You can use an Amazon link from JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com to go to Amazon. You order like normal and it supports the show. There is a straight up donation button, PayPal or Venmo to this uh, email address that is mine, Jackie at JackieCation.com, where you can just donate to the show if you like the show a lot. I think PayPal has figured out a way to do a monthly. If you want to go monthly, please do. Other ways to support the show if you want to is you can buy merch. There's Dork Forest t-shirts and all the shirts are union made here in America. So they run a little big. Union Bayside. So if you want to look up their size chart. And then the other merch is my stand-up merch. On JackieCation.com, you can watch me do stand-up. You can look at my schedule and the stand-up merch, a couple of different t-shirts, couple of different enamel pins, and all my CDs and my DVD. If you want to live stream my DVD, it's over there at ComedyFilmNerds.com. They have a live streaming capability, or you can get a hard copy of the DVD on my website. Oh, there are premium episodes at Bandcamp. TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com has probably 10 episodes that were done live. They cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks. If you've run out of regular episodes, go over to TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com and get some more. Other than that, I say this. Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cashman in my living room with uh, Christopher Titus. Titus. We're just going to call you Titus. Uh, it's fine. I like that. That's what that. people do. Everybody it's... does. Everyone yells that. No one yells like, Christopher. They Titus. <laughs> we get that a lot. It's just Titus. We were just yeah. in Cleveland, and I just got that. I'm walking down the street in, uh, in Cleveland, hilarities. And, uh, it's very it's, junior high. People, it, it's fucking Titus. Fucking Titus. <laughs> Titus. <laughs> Titus, you owe me 12 cents. Exactly. <laughs> we went to prom, bitch. <laughs> So you uh, do the stand-up comedy. I do the stand-up comedy my whole right? life. 36 yeah. years, my friend. That's it. And um, it's at Titus Nation, T-I-T-U-S yep. Nation, on the Twitter and the Instagram. Again, a very uncomfortable. When I picked it, I was like, yeah, Titus Nation. And <laughs> right, then, right. There was a then, dude bro moment yeah, where you were like, I'm definitely, picking this. And then, I, then about uh, 600 followers, and I realized, that's really not a nation. And now, <laughs> right, it's now, a now more, I'm at 135. It's not even a small town at this it's a, point. It's a nation state. <laughs> not it's like the Vatican. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So people just know, I know how dorky t- Titus Nation is. Yeah, he Mock gets me all it. you want. Uh, yeah. I just it's can't change good. it now because you're all you're no, with no, me. Yeah, everyone's dipped everyone's yeah. everyone's on board it'll just be uh what it is i like and that you change your name all the time when there's, yeah. oh right you could change your hand I you like, can't you change your handle you yeah. can't change the at or yeah. you lose your your blue check mark which somebody was all mad like that was a slam that i got from somebody on twitter they said oh v- blue check mark means dirtbag or something and i was like 
I don't. I, I wasn't involved in no. being verified. I, I didn't send them money. Basically, all I did was prove I was me. That's all that happened. They didn't even ask. It's uh, they all of a sudden one day they were like, nobody else knows this little about sports. Uh, so it's got to be Cation. <laughs> this is so, definitely Jackie. <laughs> so okay, so we have met several times. You, uh, much like myself, I consistently forget everyone I meet, and the first time you remembered me was uh, probably five years ago. But I've opened for you twice. Right. I opened yes, for you, you in have. like 98 yeah, you at remember. Knuckleheads. Right. Very self-centered at that point. I was very into me. I didn't. I don't recognize anybody from those years. Oh, I don't recognize anybody from these years, sadly. <laughs> and uh, I'm doing what I can. We're all just plugging along. <laughs> so, And um, and then I, in 2003. Where was the Club 98? Which one? Uh, knuckleheads in Mall of America. Oh, my God. Yes, Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb, vaulted ceiling. Yeah. Sure. That was the first time. And then the second time was uh, at, at Punchline in Sacramento Yep. Uh, in 2003. And then, uh, and then we met Matt here at Flappers. Right. And you were like, you seem very funny. And I was like, <laughs> yes, we've worked together. But Now that you've but, said those two dates, I specifically remember – here's the problem. 2003 – uh, my marriage was slowly coming apart, sure. and uh, and again, to be a That'll comic, you got to be the most self centered human being. So yes, I'm, and also I'm one of those people that doesn't have a great, uh, you know. I, but I've oh, I don't, like, but but I I never took it personally. I always thought it was funny, just because it's I not, don't. It's horrible. Well, because <laughs> I don't remember anyone, uh, and I have to laugh. I've had a couple of Gandhi moments since those days, and and when you hear when I hear stories, I talked to Jake Johansson about me, and I go because he knew when I was 19, and he, when I started oh, poor comedy, thing. and Jake was like, and I'm like, Jake, what was it like? He goes. You were a lot. <laughs> and there's a lot of those stories where I'm just like, ah, you know, and, and it's weird. I feel like now I'm going through the world just slowly cleaning up whatever <laughs> bit of an asshole I was. You're like, I yeah. just, how about, how about I, we go forward trying to just go, I know that there was some trouble yeah. and, and I'm just going to try to be better. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm trying to be a psychic janitor now, just clean up all my bullshit <laughs> that I did over the years. And, and sure, it was so, when I started, I was 19. I was 19 years old, and I was so there was no I was no that was not part of any group. All the all the young comics were 26, 27. Oh really? Yeah. So I wasn't part of their group. I was the kid, and then the older guys were like this fucking guy. Right. And so I was so and so I just I was kind of by myself for so long. So I called myself a lone wolf. I'm a lone wolf. Did you call yourself a? Lo- I did. I believe well, okay, when yeah, I was I think, 14. I think it, people that were assholes in their past called themselves lone wolves. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Then uh, they get qualify, qualifying for that. It's uh, okay. So but. Let's. Um, so, Pete, are you working next week? Because that, that's when this will come out. Is, is yes, I am working from next week. Uh, Virginia Beach. Uh, we're doing Virginia Beach, Richmond, uh, and one other gig. Yes. And, okay, uh, and just go. I ahead. love going to the uh, to the uh, south uh, southeast during hurricane season. I try to. Oh, that's nice. It's <laughs> that's a, you're just like, I want to live in a dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis in January. I do. Yeah. I can. <laughs> always, always looking. Now, in, and it's. Um, and is it is your is your tour on TitusNation.com? You go ChristopherTitus.com. Oh, there we go. Good, I got that good one. for them. Yeah, good yeah. for them for someone going. No, yeah. we're done with Titus Nation for a second. But <laughs> Titus he, Nation just got smaller. Here, we've, we've moved. Here's the funny thing about your dorkdom. I lived in Minneapolis most of the '90s. I know. Uh, I don't know anything about Prince. How do you not know anything about Prince? Prince is a musician, and he... There you um, go. That's th- one. He threw his guitar up in the sky, and it went away during some video that Have I you, watched. You, you seen, did you watch uh, that recently? Uh, yeah, probably three months ago. It was amazing. So let's talk about that. Cause, okay. Because this Prince... Prince. Okay, so first of all, Prince... I haven't. I don't just like his music. It's not a music thing for me. Okay. It's an entire philosophy thing. And so my dork to me is Prince, not just from... Oh, I, I, I loved Purple Rain. That's not a dork. 
I like him because everything he did. I know stuff he did in my house. Okay. In the uh, in ninety eh, ninety six ninety seven. Okay. I had a white chocolate dolphin and a napkin from his wedding that I kept in a glass case in my house. Oh uh, wait. Uh, first of all, he was married. <laughs> and second of all, Maite, yeah. uh, were you at the wedding or did you get it off of eBay or something? No, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, his wife was the de- de- uh, decorated the wedding that she designed the wedding for oh, Prince. Okay. Um, and he was in my class and he, and he knew I was a psycho fan. And you got to okay. remember, I'm not a psycho fan recently. I'm, this goes back to 1983. Oh, really? And so he, he, he was a little was like, red uh, Corvette. No, no, way back. Well, uh, yes, I started at 1999. I heard Little Red Corvette first. Um, then I bought 1999, and then I went backwards for that. Uh, there was a comic named Warren Thomas who was an awesome comic. And I used, when you're in the opening act, what do you do most of the time? You fucking drive. That's yeah, what you do. You drive. Yeah. You're driving. You're driving the headliner. <laughs> the, 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 the guy who booked you would go. You're going to pick this guy up. He lives yes. 300 miles from you, and then you're going to drive him 300 miles the other way. And he's going to get to lecture you for. Hours upon hours. <laughs> and tell it's you, be amazing. Here's, here's how comedy works. <laughs> Thanks, guy who's done the same act for 14 years. Right. So, um, so Warren Thomas, I walked into his house and he had this picture of Prince. Uh, I think it was Dirty Mind on his wall, framed. And I was like, "What's with that?" I got that's kind of weird. Because yeah, remember, I was from a very like hardcore. Like there was no. Where, where'd you grow up? Uh, Northern California, but okay. in the, but in the Bay Area, like a lower Bay Area, like uh, um, Hayward, Newark, Fremont, the the Crystal Meth Triangle. Oh, of fair that, enough. Of that, uh, of that area, sure. And um, and I was like, "That's weird." That guy's wearing panties and high uh, boots and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Warren's like, "Do you know who this is?" And I'm like, "No." He goes, "You need to buy every album this man has done so far." And this is he that's only, a classic headliner. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you don't understand. <laughs> exactly. We're all into cricket this week <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. You know what the thought thing is? No, I don't really care. <laughs> So, uh, uh, so I, I went and bought uh, 1989. I used to drive van, and I would listen to and they, and I just had AM radio on this van because I was working in a warehouse. And mm-hmm. uh, when I started comedy, and 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 they kept playing Little Cor- Red Corvette, and I loved it. And then I started d- digging deep. Then I went into 1999, and I went to con- Controversy. I went to Dirty Mind, and I was like, holy shit! Then I started reading something. Then he performed at the Oakland Coliseum, and I read the review. And the reviewer, uh, very effusive. I've never heard a reviewer read a reviewer go that far. And, and describe what he described. At the end of Prince's show, first of all, he, he, in panties, he's playing in panties, he's rocking the room, right. he's out of control, uh, so far beyond anything Elvis did uh, uh, sexually. And then at the end of his set, he gets on a brass bed on wheels and humps it as the last song is playing, as he's singing. I'm like, okay. now it's just I, him flat on a bed, humping, humping a the pillow bed. on the bed. Okay. And I'm like, I have got to find out more <laughs> about this human being. So, and then I would take these, you know, we t- when, when you drive, starting comedy, you you take very long road trips. You would yes. drive, because all you had in a car, you couldn't afford a flight. No. Um, you had tapes. I had cassettes. You Thank had you cassettes. very much. I wore out two controversies uh, and, uh, and in 1999. Um, and then I started digging around. And then, then, then Erotic when Erotic City came out, I remember thinking, "Oh my God, I'm, I'm in." Then he dropped. Then Prince dropped "Sign of the Times." "Sign of the Times" came out, and here's what I what music wasn't doing at that time, and, and even now to this day, Prince had this ability to go. He would take you. He could give you three songs that would get you. That would literally, if you played them when you were dating somebody, yeah. would get you laid. You would sit in a room and you <laughs> sit, the, the clothes like, would start coming off. I am now sexually yeah. aroused. Let's do this. You, and, okay. you thought, and you thought it was you. It wasn't. It was Prince. <laughs> it was, it was Prince. Prince was playing. What are name? Name a tune. Oh Just man. Offhand. Oh Can man. Can you name uh, any tune that yeah, would that mother, could get you uh, laid? Mother, lover, sister, uh, um, wife. Okay. Uh, that one's good. I mean, God, I could go. God, I could. Man, uh, there's so so many. Um, do me, 
do okay. me, baby. Okay. Like you've never done before. Oh, wow. All right. Oh. Um, and, and he knows how to. Here's what Prince is awesome at: screams and grunts. Oh my God, he knows exactly where to put it. Yeah, I remember that, and I was just like, yeah, there's a lot of screaming and grunting going on. <laughs> and it's, it's, but it's the, perfect. It's, it's perfect. perfect screaming and grunting. He nails it. He nails so, the timing. So then, so I, so I was this huge fan, and then he went online, and there, there's an album he did called. Uh, um, Crystal Ball that nobody that well only hardcore Prince fans buy and he, it was right. th- it was thirty nine or forty nine ninety nine on the website and this is before anybody was selling shit online it was like forty or fifty dollars for this yeah and it was six it was four or five albums okay and, and there and one of them's called it was a bonus one called the truth which is him just playing acoustic and some of the best songs you've ever heard um, there's wow. a song called the truth and and anyway he and it just breaks it down and stuff that came out later was on that album and I felt like. Here's what crosses you into dorkdom. Yeah. <laughs> you start buying stuff that nobody knows about. And when you, and right. they bring Prince up and they go, I love Prince. And they go, Oh, did you get Chris the Ball? Because I love the track, number three track. Uh, yeah. Um, um, uh, There's uh, a rabbit hole. Yeah. And all of a sudden people go, uh, Oh, I, I know I like I Purple Rain, like- Purple Rain, and, and go, Let's go crazy. I'm like, yeah. and, then, and then as a dork, you go, <laughs> wow, you don't even you don't like Prince right you like pop music you like pop music <laughs> which is a valid like it's a valid like I'm not yeah, saying it's not wrong it, exactly. but don't tell me you're a Prince fan right you know so so you ended up going down this crazy craziness yeah and to the point like so, how many albums does he have 48 he has 48 albums and I have 9 point wasn't uh, he like 50 years old I have when he died 58 I have um, wow I don't even see do you see I don't even have a yeah. space um, <laughs> like there's no space he was 58 okay yeah. <laughs> so he had so many albums and then he had another another probably th- well they say it's possibly 30,000 he's released another 3 or 4,000 songs I have every single one of those. Wow! The, Just as individual tracks. Yeah, I think I, I I think I used to have nine point two gigs of Prince music, and now I have twenty gigs of Prince music. Wow! There's an album called uh, Twenty Ten that he released. Okay. Uh, every, everybody, I want you to go because uh, a lot of people go. Oh, I used to like Prince. He didn't release anything good in a long time. Go to an album called Twenty Ten. Okay. And there's a song called Lay Down on it. Okay. Um, uh, from the heart of Minnesota, here come the Purple Yoda, the dude. Okay. <laughs> So a little, a little bit, a little bit of rhyme, a little bit of hip hop, and the he he was a master of it all. He actually, if you go, because um, Mar- his styles changed, right? You know, you know what it is. It's not even styles changed. He knew how to do it from the beginning. You got to remember, Prince started playing guitar and piano when he was seven. Okay, he started to play when he was a kid, like a tiny kid. Oh. and uh, and there's something that just came up today um, on uh, online. Uh, Marshall Warfield tweeted it out um, where he talks about he talks about his dad. He said he said I remember um, already standing by the car waiting for him because his parents were divorced and they had a re- his mom was kind of psycho, but his dad was a musician. Okay, um, and he says uh, so by definition uh, cra- a psycho. He goes, he, and he's going to move <laughs> in with his dad, crazy okay. with anticipation. Uh, calling back to mind the whole this Prince wrote this by the way. Calling back to mind the whole experience reminds me um, to do the do the best I. Possibly can't every chance I get to be on stage because somebody out there uh, is seeing you for the first time. Artists have the ability to change lives with a single performance. My father and I had our lives changed that night. They went and saw he went and saw the Woodstock movie with his dad. Oh, okay. So that's when you say I'm not just a fan of the music. Like the the way the dude lived his life was pretty insane. Now the crazy part there's you know was I think, he seven when he when he saw the was, Woodstock I think movie? That, or? I think uh, I don't know when it, it came out. It might have been. He was maybe it was he was a Late kid. Seventies. He was a kid and he said that he was right around that time I got to move. My dad asked me to live with him full time and he said the best day of my life because his dad was a musician. Right. And after he said they saw that Woodstock movie together. Yeah. And when it, when we walked out, I told my dad what I was going to do. 
And my dad said, good, that's what you should do. And that's a rare thing for a parent. Yeah. So he said him and his dad were, were like the best friends, which is weird because see, if you see Purple Rain, you know, the character who plays his father in that movie is also Super hitty. Super hitty. He's yeah. very <laughs> There's a lot of hitting. You're kind of hitty. Back it down. I like that. <laughs> right. We're trying to, we're trying to get I away like, from the hitting. Yeah, yeah, I like the way you talk. <laughs> Um, yeah. so, so anyway, so, so music aside, he studied every genre, knew every genre. There's an album he did called Musicology, and here's how brilliant the guy was. A lot of people say Prince was crazy. I think people that are really super brilliant come across crazy. Okay. You know, throughout life. Because Mar- of the obsession or because of... Not even. Martin Luther King, if you, you look what he said, he said, all right, all right, uh, they're going to come down here with baseball bats. I put this in one of my actors. They're going to come down with baseball bats. They're going to beat us, uh, shoot us with fire hoses. I don't want anybody to do anything. Don't fight back. Just keep marching. Now, if you're in that speech, you're like, I'm sorry, what? We're yeah. not going to, we're just going to take it? I thought you were going to lead us to <laughs> yeah. revolution. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I got a plan. I got, and Martin Luther King's like, no, no, I got an idea. <laughs> Let's don't do anything. But wait, it's hurting now. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. They invented film. It's going to look good. It's going to look real good when these banana heads drag us off exactly. into the, we're gonna into change the weeds. Yeah, but we've got to sacrifice my skull. Yeah. So uh, he, what he did was on uh, musicology. So his, his, his popularity had waned a bit. He'd started, a, he's built a big production facility in... Um, Oh, in, in Minnesota. Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah, in Minneapolis. Um, and they filmed uh, Graffiti Bridge there. Uh, and he, what he did was, it's brilliant. So the sound scan system, he figured out how to work it. So he wrote oh. this album called Musicology. Okay. Musicology is Prince's, uh, at the time, people were saying he's over, he's done. Okay. He wrote this album that takes every genre of music, every genre, funk, uh, uh, hip-hop, he raps, pop music, rock music. He went down the whole line in 12 tracks. Okay. And when I got it, and, so, and then what he did was he went on tour. Well, you know, he was playing Staples Center. I went and saw this this tour. And he, part of the ticket price, mm-hmm. they'd added $10 onto it. Okay. And as you walked through the gates, they handed you the new album. So uh-huh. every night of that tour counted as his sound, sound scan album, as his, as his sales. And he sold like he it was he sold like like three hundred thousand albums in like two weeks. Oh god! And he was at the top of the charts. So he was kind of a like a marketing genius He's as br- well. Brilliant cat, brilliant cat. Right. Also, do you know though? He, so he signed a. So here's the thing about Prince too, and I think this is this is not one of the depth in depth stories. It's it's no chocolate dolphin. Let's just say that. Uh, and and let me tell you, I don't even know the basic stories. <laughs> so so here's what he did. So you remember when I he know cha- he changed his name to a symbol. Do you remember this? Okay. Okay, and that seems kind of crazy right right call me the artist from now on we and and, and you could feel a, a country of 330 million people roll their eyes collectively <laughs> right and, and even i but did there was it. and i did yeah and and i remember somebody said well there was a reason for it and it was a contract reason and i was like oh well then i don't care then uh, do whatever right. you need to do to get your to get your stuff back and uh, not only is it a contract reason but he, he, the publicity he got it was phenomenal so here's what he did oh yeah so what happened was he was releasing music to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers owned his ass. Um, and this is another reason why I do all, I've done my last four specials. We're filming uh, my wife who's a comic and that come up and I'm filming my next one. Okay. I film my own movie. Yep. Don't, no one owns it. I own it. I, right. I own the copyrights on all my specials because in the contracts, because of Prince, yeah. I said, nope, you don't get the imperpetuity does not fit on my contract. In fact, I turned down a contract recently because it said imperpetuity and they wouldn't change it. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. 
no, Barry Gordy, you don't get to own my shit. I own my shit. Right. 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 So, I uh, I have exactly, uh, I have four albums. There and, you go. Uh, they're all mine. Awesome. And all the masters are mine. And the, the guy who did the last three albums was like, why won't you do an album with me? And I yelled across the bar. Because I want all the money, Dan. I wrote the jokes. Like, it, it, Why don't I pay you to record it, and then you can do whatever you can do distribution-wise, but I own it. It's right. mine. We even book our own theaters now. I book my own yeah. theaters now Okay. specifically for this reason. We were going in, and this this large company... Um, um, I'm, I can't say. I, Don't even. Yeah. And they... Everyone knows. They'll hear they, about it on Jack and Lord. They were taking 65% of the gate. And and and, and the stuff was charged like it was curtain rental twenty five hundred dollars, uh, lighting fifteen hundred dollars. That was all, all the stuff and the thing. And I was like, so so I so my my wife who's a comic now she's ten years in. She's finally crossed that line where oh, okay. she kept begging me, don't don't give me the reasons, make it go faster. Tell me how to get funnier. Stage time. You're writing. You're yeah. an English major. You're writing the best jokes I've ever heard. There you go. You just, just pull keep writing. Yeah. And she was so she keep hit, getting up. She hits ten years this year and she looks at me. She goes, stage time. Stage time. Yeah. Took That's it. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> but we did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> You were just like, no, no, I, this joke is amazing. Why am I not on television? You're like, because there's one of them. In other news. <laughs> exactly. It's 30 minutes, big laugh, 30 minutes. That's how that's going. Um, so what he did was, uh, uh, so he so in perpetuity, so Warner Brothers owned his ass, basically. Yeah. And in fact, on the album Chaos and Disorder, which is, by the way, some great tracks off Chaos and Disorder, people look it up. Yeah. Um, and he... On the back of the album, it says, this is the last piece of work uh, the artist will ever do for Warner Brothers. He actually put a fuck you on the back of the album. Oh, God. It's pretty right. awesome. That's awesome. It's awesome. So so here's what Warner, so Warner Brothers owned Prince. They wouldn't let him release it. In fact, there was a song he did called Most Beautiful Girl in the World, which is an awesome song. Yeah. Uh, talk about a pop piece of genius. Right. Uh, he basically asked Warner Brothers can I re- uh, will you release this and Warner Brothers took this song and the A&R guy who's never played a guitar said nah we're not going to release this it's not that good oh my god so Prince said can I have it and he goes yeah do what you want with it he released it and uh-huh. went number one in 58 countries oh my god <laughs> that, <laughs> that guy, guy yeah, fired he's working Hopefully. at a subway I saw him at subway I said you're the Prince guy yeah and he said yeah yeah I said no yeah I'm a, I'm a, do you I'm want a, cheese I'm a sandwich uh, artist <laughs> yeah. I'm the artist formerly known as a sandwich artist <laughs> nice look at yeah. you with the connection sure I can pick it up it's awesome <laughs> So he changed his name to the symbol specifically. Right. Uh, legally changed it to that. Okay. So which is I love I would love to walk into that uh, government building. That DMV. And like how do you walked in and went? Yeah. Hey, can I see your license, sir? What the fuck is this? Right. How do I? It's a glyph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how do I pronounce that? It's uh. uh, uh it's impronounceable. It's impronounceable. Is that He's, your impression? He said that many times. Yeah. yeah it's, it's impronounceable. Uh, so, so he. Uh, I like that he went impronounceable <laughs> and not unpronounceable. He probably said unpronounceable. I, I didn't. I, I didn't go to college, so oh, it's my fault. I want I would him never, to have said impronounceable. I would never as make, a fuck you. I would too. never make Prince that stupid okay. as me ever. <laughs> no, no, no worries. <laughs> um, so he changed his name and he got around it. And he got around it. Did they still own his old old stuff though? Uh, they still got his old in, stuff. In twenty, I want to say in twenty fourteen. 2014, supposedly, he got uh, his manager got the masters back. Oh, really? He did get all the masters back. And he was supposed to do four more albums uh, or more for Warner Brothers at 100 million. So he decided to go back. But they, but they were no longer, 
he, he, you know, you, he crossed, uh, he was icon status now. You're right. fucking Prince. We, right. we know we can sell this many albums. And no one ever hired him because, like, oh, you're a genius. They're like, oh, well, we know now we can sell this many albums based on your sales. In so the past. we will renegotiate <laughs> exactly. what the things you want. Yeah, that's yes. what I love when someone goes, it's a standard contract. Mm, there's no such thing ever. <gasps> there is. If the, yeah. I di- okay, I will digress briefly because oh, I got I, offered. Uh, I I shot my own special because right. I was told that Netflix was looking for content. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so I went to the people that were were the arbiters of what content Netflix wanted. Right, that was already pre-recorded. And um, oh, the gatekeepers! I hate the gatekeepers. Yeah, yeah. They're well, and they were. They sent me this this. It's probably six years ago they sent me this contract, and whenever I read a contract, I skim it initially for dollar signs. Right, and then yep. I don't—I didn't see any dollar signs, and I was like, "Oh, percentage!" And so I'm looking for—I was like, "They're going to make me fucking read this thing," and so, uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm already out. I'm already exhausted, <laughs> and I do read it, but I like to see. I'm like, right. "Is it going to be worth my while to read?" It? Right, of course. So uh, I read it, and what they. They would own Horcrux, the DVD that I just printed myself, and I put up online for download. And um, but they would own it for ten years. Where can they get that, by the way? Oh, that's uh, right now at Comedy Film Nerds, but Comedy Film Nerds going under. So I think I'm going to put it up on iTunes myself. Got it. And um, or I'll put it on uh, YouTube for people to to watch it. Now, did you record the album? Or did you film it also? I feel I've there's two different versions. The DVD has an extra ten minutes. And it has a bonus, uh, like a DVD bonus thing, because awesome. I thought it was funny, awesome. much like Titus Nation. And uh, <laughs> and the bonus is just me that Tuesday night at Acme uh, having a brain freeze and not remembering my act. <laughs> and so and it is, a, I yeah, love you for putting that on. I was That's just awesome. like, I'm just going to walk into the green room, grab my notebook. I'll be right back. <laughs> And, uh, How alternative of you! Very, it felt very, very alternative. My current album, uh, I also had the notebook out, but that was because it was recorded, uh, as I'd like to tell them, six weeks after the election, and I had uh, a complete—I was in terror. Yeah, so rage, I, rage, right, rage, was, and terror. And the first ten minutes of that album is the first political material I've ever done. Wow! And then the following forty-five minutes is just normal, happy dogs and dick jokes. Thank you for, by the way, delving into that. Somebody again in this race of Prince too. Thank you so much for. Having the balls to go because so many come. I don't want to do that. I want. I don't want. I'm like that's our fucking job. Right. Job. Our job is to take what's going on and deal with it. You write what you write, and if you and if you are writing something else, uh, you win, I guess, because I can't write anything else. I call it growing a tumor on my soul. I can't (laughs) if if it's coming. If my brain is going ah, yeah, I don't put that down. Yeah, it just it backs up in a weird way, and I start to get angry and right. And and I'm already on the ragged edge of angry all the time, anyway. Right. Well, and there's this whole there's this whole people who have been super edgy for ten years before this, and now they're not addressing it, and I'm like. You know where the edge is. It's right fucking there. Yeah, I don't know. I right. don't understand. You're just milling. You're backing away from. What, what's happening? Are you yeah. sad? <laughs> it's a... In my new show, I try to solve suicide, and my oh, and, and Rachel kept telling me, "You sound stupid when you say that." I go, "No, <laughs> I've had mom killed herself, sister right? killed herself. I'm gonna solve suicide with this show." Interesting. And I go and I do the darkest jokes I've ever done about my sister's oh, suicide. Oh my god! And and I tell the audience before I said, "I don't know if people know uh, Chris Titus, possibly per- previously dark." <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, I, I tell them I go I go the joke I'm gonna do and I go not not for a while. On the show, yeah, I know, but it's it's like <laughs> comic pulling a triple backflip from a standing position. And I said, when I, we get there, you're gonna know it. 
Right. Oh. And, and you're going to hate me or you're going to laugh. I just want to warn you. Right. And so the first two, I did it. I broke the show in at Flappers because uh, this is such a weirdly great place. It's like this amazing. Uh, it's such a weird room, but it's so, it's kind of yeah. like the road, but it's also LA. It's the road, but it's LA. It's, it's uh, kind of neat. It's a pizza parlor, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they do good work with meatloaf. <laughs> anyway. And, they, and it's awesome. And I broke it in there and I set it that up. And the, uh, one guy in the audience goes, there it is. He just yells out. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> That's so funny. My father, I, I do m- a lot of material about my dad. My dad is almost always, he doesn't care that he's not the hero of most of it. Right. He just likes uh, me talking about him. He called me one time and said, I missed you, so I put that show in that you did about me. And I was like, <laughs> did you miss me or did you miss me talking about you? And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> me t- you talking about me my father and, hated it oh father, did he yeah the new show I'm doing is called Stories I Shouldn't Tell uh, and the Jugger Do it used to be called Stories I Couldn't Tell but everybody died so there's not going to be lawyers <laughs> now <laughs> exactly my my dad uh, didn't like one story about an outfit that I put him in he was like I was never in that outfit I was like how could I have made that outfit up dad it's creepy you were and 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 then and then I did a joke about my dead mother who him and my oldest brother are like she was she Okay, the jo- here's and here's yeah, the joke hear, is please. that uh, my mother, um, uh, you're familiar with the Irish goodbye when your mother kills herself in a drunk driving accident when you're seven, and uh, and it's so that is a very dark joke, and so and I had to move and, the microwave because yes. I knew I was going to blow the uh, right, and and she was uh, 33, and the, that's why I love Jackie. Yes, Grace. and she was 33, the age of Christ. Coincidence? Yes, and so. Um, <laughs> And but the thing is, is so my brother, my brother Terry, and my dad are like she was thirty four, and I said she would not begrudge me those eight days for that joke. And uh, this is the weird thing. That my, again, here's why you're one of my favorite people to to, oh, to watch. Well, yeah, because you know what? It's funny. You're funny as uh, and as our funny as all our funny changes. You were always funny. Yeah. In the last seven years, I think. Yeah. You, cry, you and and we. It's just because we've been doing it how long now? How long? Thirty. You yeah, thirty five years. I got thirty six. So we. I got, started when I was nineteen. As holy well. shit, kid. Yeah. We are we are like the veterans. Yeah. Something happened in the last seven years to me too, where all of a sudden I used to work so hard and push so hard to get it right, and now I write it and I get on stage, and then I have this freedom that I didn't used to have. I used mm-hmm. to have to lock it down, and because of that freedom, I've gotten funnier in a way that I didn't expect. You have a you can, free uh, uh, confidence. Is it confidence? Yeah. Is it well? Is you it, can never. You, you never know where it's going. I mean, what you were saying to your wife, right? Is the is the stage time creates the animal that you aren't. Like you don't even know what animal you're. You're you're yeah. a mutant. You're morphing. Yeah. You don't know. And that's uh, what it is. And as long as you're open to still writing and you're open to learning new things, it's those guys that you were talking about. Like so there's comics and men and women who do the road, get stuck in a rut, and it is. It is poison if you get you get bitter. Like there's just yeah. too many people our age who are like, well, I don't understand why Drew Carey gets to, and you're like, don't sweat it. Who cares? Yes, yeah, you're not on his track. It, it's it, it's a different timeline. It, it's a different yeah. timeline. You're not on his timeline. He's perfectly happy in his world. You would not necessarily have been happy there. Right. And just keep writing jokes you write. And then if someone can I was told very early on, I was very lucky, uh, that I was told that... Who told if, you this? Comedian? Uh, yeah. Uh, you remember Vanda Michaels? Vanda yes. Michalowski? Yeah. So she wrote... It's in my bathroom, actually. Uh, uh, she wrote it out. I, I didn't see her for 20 years. So you years. put her genius in your bathroom. That's really nice. Yeah, honorable. she's pretty great. I very brought, honorable. I brought it to her. It was... It was <laughs> my husband had it framed. And because uh, I showed it to her and she goes that is my handwriting 
I have no memory of writing that. She wrote it when she was 24. <laughs> oh, good. And, I'm not the only one. Yeah, exactly. We're not. And, but it was this great thing about how she was like, um, it, it was something about being, fuck, I forgot, but it, it's like. You want to go to the bathroom and check on. it out? <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, Jackie's on her way to the bathroom to grab the frame thing. And you'd think that in the bathroom she'd have time to read it once in a while. Oh, wow, it's a legit, it's a legit, phone. holy God. Yeah. I don't have my glasses. That's no. an old person. I said an old person sentence. You said an old person <laughs> thing, but that'll happen. Hold it far away. Wow, and, she uh, is not kidding. Yeah, she's not kidding. How to be a Zen comic. Why don't you put this online for It us? is online. It, where is it? It's on my, it's on my, the main page of my website is like the first advice I'm gonna I ever I'm going to be watching got. it. By the way, and how to be a Zen comic, people. Uh, we will all be going to the end reading it. Well, and, and the one is, is uh, uh, never compare yourself, uh, be yourself, Wait, so three is take risks. I think it was take risks. Do you know what this takes? People, I'm going to explain something to you. There's a lot of comedians I work with that would give you two sentences of advice or whatever. This woman wrote out the like, Magna Carta. Right, right. Be patient. This is it. This is the one. Be patient. So if you're patient, because it just says... Uh, with your creativity, ideas will come to you as you grow and change. Be receptive. Don't get caught up in trying to churn out half-baked goods. Let newer, fresher stuff replace stale ones until stale ones can be revived. And then this one, it's five. It's five B, you guys. Anyway, <laughs> five B. Vanda did five B with your career. Don't let overly ambitious, competitive-minded comics catch you up in their frenzy. Set your sights and then set out for the adventure toward them. Do I sound like Khalil Gibran? Is it? <laughs> and, which is an old person reference. Wow. And she's like, if you have the skill to crack up a room of people consistently, there will be work for you to be sure. Yep. That that's the thing that I internalized is that if you can make people laugh. Uh, if you do the job, you, you will know, always have the job. You'll, you'll always have the job, and it, if you sometimes you're working at a pizza parlor, mm-hmm. but but the, they give you money. It's at a the, joy. The money's the same. Well, that's what happened. Uh, I always say it's so funny because Prince had this weird dichotomy. Yes, please uh, come back to Prince. No, 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 no. no for I'm, real, I'm tell you what, he had this weird dichotomy of spirit, spirituality, and sexuality, and it was always through his through his music. Okay. And he went. He became a hardcore Jehovah's Witness at one point and stopped. Well, that's right. He stopped swearing on stage. He stopped doing. If there's a bunch of different chapters in Prince life, and like what, what she just said, you know, as an artist, if you don't change, you be you become you know you're 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 a ten day old bread. You just it doesn't it, you mold yeah. and it's over. And those that's and that's what bitterness is. Bitterness is mold of the soul. So many guys get to this place where and uh, and although Gary Goleman who I love to death has now become the Yoda of comedy right right well on, on, <laughs> yeah, on he's Twitter, doing thing on Twitter. <laughs> I was like wow Gary, and Gary would you read a book or just at one, at one point I hope Gary <laughs> realizes that it's become 500 pieces of advice <laughs> and he is Yoda <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look audience and eyes when you tell jokes so uh, and I love just by the way I think Gary Goleman's brilliant by the way yeah yeah he's uh, a great joke writer but at, yeah. at 340 pieces of advice I went you know what I've been doing it 36 years, and I only have 14 pieces of advice. <laughs> right. And here's the thing about Vanda. This is six pieces of advice, uh, and she wrote it. She was two years in. Wow. She was two years in when she wrote this. Wow. I uh, was three months in. I, you know what I love? Is yeah. I love that at, th- at, at, uh, at uh, two years in? You yeah. Two years in, she's... Uh, that he's like, you know, I'm a veteran. Got this. Right. And now we're 36 years in. I'm like, I still don't know shit. I still, right. I put like, I, I don't know that I could write that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. When I actually, well, I, you know, it's funny. We just end up packaging information 
to other things. But what, when, but back to Prince, when it comes to advice, is his is and the best performers have it. Dana Carvey has it for comedy. Um, Springsteen has it. Uh, Prince had it. Um, there's a joy on stage, and I always try to find that. Dana Carvey, the best Dana Carvey had gave, he gave me and my wife. We had him. We did a benefit. We, we have. I have a benef- uh, charity called. Um, uh, wow, I forgot the name of my charity. Is that wow. Weird? No, that I know. The Insight Youth Project. Who is it helping? Insight Youth Project. It's for, it's, <laughs> okay. for, it's for older foster kids who have their adulthood insight. Oh, God. You know, because those people, those kids get older and then people go, eh. You know, you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. You're, you're like, not cute anymore. You, right. You're, you're about you to, have to move yeah, out. I'm not adopting you as a 14-year-old to deal with 14, 15, 16, and 17 right. to raise you because teenagers are psychotic. Um, so, oh, oh, and you have a fucked up childhood? Nah. Yeah. yeah. That, so those poor kids, they, they kind of get shuffled they away. They need help. They do yeah. need help more than anybody. Yeah, actually, yeah. Because so I always say to people when they go, "Well, yeah, why should I help these kids?" They go, well, do you want them to move into your neighborhood as neighbors, or do you want them to break into your house when you're gone? You decide. Exactly. What do you yeah. want to do? Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's you want to help those guys? <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to do. Just it, the the you you can have the most selfish reason in the world. All right. So so back to uh, moldy Prince, souls. Yeah. Um, so many comics will just keep doing, but the Prince had this on stage where he had. He had joy. He had – it was always like there was an elf living in his head. And, mm-hmm. and we got to see him. One of the best nights I got to see him, and this is very dork. So I had gotten divorced. It was horrible. Uh, my divorce was bad. And I, uh, I don't know if you've been through pain where you, where you don't give a shit anymore. You just stop giving a shit. Mm-hmm. And I had met Rachel, and we were dating, and she was out visiting. And I said – and Prince was playing the Roosevelt, the Roosevelt Hotel. Oh, wow. 300-seat room. Wow. 300 seats. And the tickets were, I think they were fifteen billion dollars, fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred bucks a what? ticket. What? But you got to eat you dinner. Got... You got his chef was going to cook you dinner in the restaurant, which they converted to his thirty-one twenty when the restaurant was called thirty-one twenty-one, which is a house he lived up in, uh, up in Beverly Hills when he was recording that album. And it's a three hundred seat room, so it's you're a... going to be there. And how long is that concert? Uh, two hours? Like two and a half hours. And then yeah. after, if you hung out. He went out uh, on a little tiny stage in the lobby of the hotel <laughs> with two other dudes and played and just guitar. Just noodling? Just noodling he, around? He noodled around. He noodled. Again, I say Jackie Cation, they took her from the 50s and then went, you, you, you were programmed with language from the 50s. It's crazy. They're like words. <laughs> um, so here's what happened. So we go to the concert and uh, here's my Prince experience. I'm going to give you my Prince experience. Yeah. We're there. I'm a huge Prince fan. Rachel, not so much yet. Right. She's not so much. And um, the reason that what year a, is this? Uh, 2007. Okay. 2007. Yeah, so this year's 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2007, 2008. And here's what happened. Um, the reason Rachel became um, got enamored with me. I, yeah. I'd gotten through my divorce really early. In my divorce. I'm literally like four weeks in. I'm crazy. She went out with me and her friend. Uh, um, my divorce, the story's been told many times, but basically I was, I was in Texas. She lived in Louisiana. I had met her. I called her. Uh, she ran a clump. She ran the Funny Bone in Shreveport. Oh, okay. And so, and now she does, does comedy, so she has that weird background. Uh, and that's why I know how the numbers are now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, how they you know tie, what, I know how they hide doing. seats. Yes, yeah, I yeah. do. Uh, so we're hanging out, and we're in a car, and... Prince came on, and it was the song he wrote called Pussy Control. Do you have you heard that song? Nope. You haven't heard Pussy? Oh. Not offhand. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm starting a list. By now, when you hear that song name, this is what I love about the dude. No no, compo- no problem at all putting out the song Pussy Control. And you know what it's about? It's about a strong woman who runs her life and doesn't let any man get in her way. Wow. That's the... And what year is this? In then, 2008, right? Mama didn't tell you what she told me. Girl, you need <laughs> pussy control. 
Are you ready? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of awesome. Anyway, I can keep going. So, right, and YouTube <laughs> so, will probably cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Exactly. I, I, no, you can do seven seconds. you got to cut it at seven seconds. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. So we're in the car. That song comes on. Right. And I do the entire song. It's a kind of, it's it's a more of a rap song. Yeah. I knew every word. And Rachel, who's 13 years younger than me, <laughs> looks over at me like, what the is, f- is going on yeah. right now? And years later, she said, you know, that was the moment I realized you were quite a different man. <laughs> uh, right. You know, it's funny. Okay. So t- talk to me about Prince, though. So he's seven years old. He starts playing guitar yeah, and, and piano. piano. Yeah. Right. He wrote his first song at seven, actually. He wrote his... Okay. So when did he record first? Or when uh, did... He was already Was working, he back up for He was working in Minneapolis. Yes. He was in... There was a, a 94 East or 94 West East, I think, is, is, was the name of the band he did. He was in a bunch of other bands. He was writing stuff. And then at 17... Um, I forget who found him. Someone found him. I'll say uh, Mag- 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 Maglioli, the guy who produced the movie, was his manager. Okay. Took him to Warner Brothers and brought, brought him demos to Warner Brothers. And he's 17. Yeah. And they went, yeah, we love this guy. We'd like to get him in the studio. And he said, hold on. Yeah. He doesn't want a producer. He produces all his own stuff. Because at this point, he played every instrument. Okay. At this point, he and we'll get back to the story wow. at the Roosevelt, what he did. Yeah. So uh, he played every instrument. So he's playing every instrument, and they go, well, we don't, we're not going to give some 17-year-old the money. run of our studio yeah. and money. And and he said, tell you what, give him a session and go in and watch him. Okay. So they put him in a room, four executives, the gatekeepers uh, come in, mm-hmm. uh, watch him for three hours and walk out and go, yeah, he can produce whatever he wants. <laughs> he was better than anybody. Wow. Um, so he was one of the first artists ever to get at that age full uh, full producing. I mean, he played every instrument on 99, uh, 1999, every instrument. It's all him. His backup singing, every it's all him. He's doing the backup singing uh, too. If you listen to yeah, the recordings, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's awesome. Okay. Um, so uh, so you got to finish the Roosevelt. Back yeah. to the Roosevelt. So we're, I'm sitting there, and I got a couple of drinks in me, and I and I and light. I was standing up. I was doing some, taking my jacket or something, and and we're sitting on couches in the Roosevelt. Okay. And it was weird. Quincy Jones was there, and like these people. I'm not oh, that person. Right, I don't right, hang right. out with famous people, and all these famous people are there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jessica Simpson. I'm like really. <laughs> it's almost sacrilege she that you're here. She gets to be a fan. Uh, that's true. That's true. Valid. That's valid. And, and Dork her, for a safe space. And her, and her, yeah, exactly. And her football, her football player uh, husband. Fella, was there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a football guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so here's what happens: is that I stand up and, I, and the lights go down. And I go. I turn to Ray, who's sitting behind me on the couch, and I go, "Oh shit, it's about to get real." Yeah. And she goes, she 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 takes her finger. She has this look on her face, like she's seeing a ghost, and she points right. behind me, and I turn. And all five foot one of Prince, well, yeah. well, five foot six with the heels, okay, is standing a foot from me, what, with a light on him, looking at me because I'm six two, right, and he's getting a laugh, yeah, off walking out because he's looking at me like, damn, who's this man standing up? <laughs> and I'm telling you, Jackie, this dude, I'm like, I go, <gasps> I literally, <gasps> and, and, and I go, oh, and, and Prince looks at me, smiles, and jump. The man floated. He he had to weigh. He, had to weigh, he just. There was a couch in front of him, right? Yeah. Okay, because there was rows of couches. Yeah. He floated up on this couch and like a kitten landed on the back edge of the couch. Like this part? Yes. Like the, like yes, the, like the back part. Yeah, okay. yeah. And started singing and dancing on the couch. On the couch. And then he jumped. In heels. In heels. Right. It oh was, my God. It was magical. Yeah. Magical. It does it, feel it, magical. Yeah, yeah, Holy it was, it was, it was a David Copperfield moment. So he, <laughs> he jumps off the couch. 
goes on stage, and it was so, it was wicked to see him in this little tiny room. At one point, uh, he starts playing, uh, and he grabs a bass, boom, boom, bang, he's playing Play That Funky Music, White Boy. Okay. Um, uh, by Wild Cherry. And he goes, he goes into the song, we're all like, yeah, it's just every moment was crazy. Quincy Jones walks on stage <gasps> and sings a verse of uh, Play That Funky Music, White Boy. Then he leaves, Patrick Swayze what? goes on stage, sings the next verse, uh, and this is, where, this is where Prince had this amazing sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Swayze sings a verse of Play That Funky Music, White Boy. And as Patrick Swayze walks off the stage, Prince goes to Mike's and goes, Ladies and gentlemen, David Hasselhoff. I laughed so hard. I'm looking that like was crazy. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and that is so great. So he played for two and a half hours, ended the show. We wow. met, And then we were, were standing in the lobby. And there's a group of people, like 50 people, standing in the lobby. Now we're standing in the lobby of the Roosevelt. Yeah. He comes out on this little tiny stage in the corner. <laughs> takes his guitar and plays probably one of the longest jazz guitar solos I've ever heard in my life. Wow! And it was just awesome. It was just it was just one of those moments. I've I seen him at Staples Center. I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl on the Jam of the Year tour. And uh, there's an album he did after Warner Brothers released him. He did an album called Emancipation. Okay. Uh, which means so many things, you know. Right. Um, uh, there's also another. There's another. Uh, there's another uh, song I want you guys to look up called When Will We Be Paid about okay. slavery. Oh, my God. That is badass. And then, then one more is colonized, called Colonized Mind. Okay. He was always trying to expand. And that's why I love that quote that Marsh Warfield tweeted out today where he says, a, a one performance can change people's lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, yeah. So it wasn't about, I'm going to just make all this music and make people shake their asses. Right. He had the balls, like I think good comics do, to go into something that nobody wants to hear. Right. Like I, my last special was called Amerigedon, and it was all about what's happened. It's right. two and a half of what's happened. And man, uh, and the people that love it are five stars, and yep. then the Trump people are like, they don't even review the special on Amazon. They review Trump. They're like, you know what? Let me explain what this president's done. You don't respect right. the president. Well, they're like, not talking about yeah, your comedy. Yeah, can you talk about the talk- jokes? Were the jokes yeah. funny? <laughs> what about- did you enjoy <laughs> anything? Did you buy it? <laughs> yeah. Why did you watch it the whole thing? Right. Um, and uh, so, and he had the balls with Sign of the Times. Uh, he wrote a song after Freddie Gray got killed called Baltimore. Um, this man who, who knew he was turning people off. Yeah. But he had to. But he had to do what was he had to do, and so and he demanded he owned his own stuff. And so I don't just like the music. Right. The man himself. Um, and just it, stood up for things and and was a good. Yes, person. he knew yeah. he, he knew what his power was, and and it, even I think even if he didn't, he would have done exactly what what he did. What it was weird for I'm me. I'm mad. His and, and by the way, fuck his family for putting using "Let's Go Crazy" in a Capital One commercial. <laughs> this guy, this guy who protected his legacy and protected his art. They're the like, s- no, no, have at. The second he died, <laughs> they sell "Let's Go Crazy." To a credit card company? Do you realize how blatantly brutal and wrong that is? It's so weird. It's not like they're Take not your credit royalties. card and go crazy. But yeah. not like, even the connection. Take yeah. your credit card and go crazy. Get in debt, fucker. Woohoo! Yeah, exactly. That's that's what they're. T- that's uh, the message. What a that, terrible idea. That, what a horrible. Across the board, Prince would be. Uh, anyway, so and he died. And here's, <laughs> here's the weird part. So here's 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 conspiracy uh, uh, Titus. Oh, all right. Prince uh, conspiracy. Sh- do, Titus. Should I go get tinfoil? No, good. No, no, no. I got. I got my own. I, okay. I, I, I always have it. This all is right. a toupee. It's under this. <laughs> <laughs> um, he. So you know the song "Let's Go Crazy." Yes. Uh, I do actually. Uh, uh, um, if the elevator tries to bring you down, go crazy. Okay. Prince died in an elevator in his house. What? <laughs> 
Do you know that I did an episode of The Dork Force many years ago right. with uh, Jen Kirkman and Karen Rontowski? Uh, I don't know right. if you're familiar with either I know their Kirkman. Works. I like Kirkman. Yeah, Kirkman's great. Uh, Rontowski's amazing. Uh, they're both into ghosts and UFO. <laughs> right. Anyway, so uh, Rontowski says, uh, for some reason we're doing a three, and uh, Rontowski says, well, I've got this uh, this app that'll tell you, it's called Ghost Radar, that'll tell you if there's a ghost in the house. <laughs> an app. And, an app. It's 99 cents. So they can find spirits for like a, yeah, 99 cents. That's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, and uh, and and Karen has a, a great theory that I don't like ghosts because I'm afraid of ghosts. And I'm like, no, I'm unmoved by ghosts. Mm. But I'm happy that you are into ghosts because it make for great stories. So she goes, well, can I turn the app on? I said, please do. And so she turns the <laughs> app on. She's following this thing with this. It's just going boop, boop. Boop, like it's doing a radar thing, right? She ends up right behind Jen Kirkman and it goes off. All of a sudden, she's like, oh, boop. And then it goes, it says the word red. And I swear, I've, if I've remembered, and it's an episode of The Dork Forest, if I've remembered it correctly, Jennifer Kirkman says out loud on my on The Dork Forest, I have a red sweater in my car. Um, I'm saying you're looking for something is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm know, saying let's go crazy. I know, I know. I don't believe it. I just <laughs> thought it was. I, here's what I thought. After this Patrick Swayze sense of humor thing, I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought because uh, there's a bunch of rumors that he that he got HIV in the 80s. Um, and then I've heard some other, I, I have some friends that knew him and there's a couple of sexual stories that like he, he was, he wasn't as sexual as he was. He, he was, it was kind of, it was kind of distant and so, okay. and so um, very safe. Okay. So there was there was rumors, and these are these rumors. These aren't these, these, these allegedly, and that uh, and he got really thin in the last couple of years. He was addicted to opioids, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, because you got to remember this guy. If you ever go watch some video of Prince, and I like to talk about the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, video. Oh yeah. Because it's one of the if you guys if, if people if you're not a fan of Prince yet, and this is making you go, I should check it out. Yeah. There's a video I want you to go watch. Well, when he did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who was being in? Inducted? Uh, I, I, Who's uh, being indicted? Oh, I, I think, think it was it was, like it was a... George Harrison. Okay. And they did um, uh, watch Prince. Uh, my guitar gently weeps because holy shit! Right. You watched it a couple months ago and you I'd, still remember it. Right. I've seen it now like four or five times. Yeah, it's and that it's good. Pretty amazing. Um, first of all, his guitar work is yeah. Like I don't know anything about the guitar, but he seems to play very well. It yeah. turns out. And uh, then, yeah, very well. Yes, yes. Yes. He's got he's got some of the best guitarists on the planet on stage with him, and they're looking at him like, oh shit, I better practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then at the and what he does with his guitar is ridiculous because you're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, but that's how smart he was. Yeah. He knew that that would stick in everybody's mind. Yeah. People at the end of the special try to find it. He throws his guitar up in the air. They cut to the wide camera and the guitar never comes down. It never comes down. <laughs> you're like, where the hell is the guitar? Where, what the, where'd the guitar go? It's awesome. Oh, that is so great. Like, who caught it? Like, he clearly he threw it up high enough. And even if that happened, who was in the Raptors that caught that fucker? Right, And how right. far did he throw it? And that, you know. And how did they practice? They, and what? Right. It could have killed one of Aerosmith in the front row. <laughs> It was right. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. <laughs> um, what was I talking about before we got the, the ghost? Oh, I'm making stuff up. And so he basically, um, he was addicted to opioids and, and he was down to like, his, his weight was so down. And there was actually a doctor on the way to his house. They had actually, his friends, because he had, a couple nights before, he'd left a gig, died on the plane, basically went to respiratory. They Oof. landed, put him in an emergency room. And then, then they, he was like, something to the effect of they didn't want to know he was in an emergency room. So after they got him, they shot him with the pen to wake his ass up again. So, he, yeah. so they saved Oof. his life. Then he got back on the plane, went home. And then there was a doctor coming up from L.A. who basically knocked on the door as Prince died in the elevator. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. You know, what's so weird is now here's the other – like I 
I literally have like three pieces of information that have wandered. I lived in Minneapolis through the right. 90s, right? Right. So, um, and then I go back twice a year to, to work, right? I have family there, whatever. So, um, I have several, like I, uh, I walked past the band Husker Du once. Yeah. They were rehearsing. And I was like, what do they play? And uh, so I don't know anything about it. But, uh, but what I did hear about Prince is that he would have these parties at his yeah, uh, studio, yeah. At his at a studio home outside of Minneapolis. Yeah, he had a big sound stage and say they would throw they would he would do kind of mini concerts there, yeah. Yeah, and they were all they were they would start at like 11 and go until 5 6 in the morning yep. and it was it was sort of it was expected to be an orgy, but it was usually just him playing. Him playing <laughs> and, and not a lot. Uh, it was I think I don't know if there was alcohol available, but he was really healthy too. I mean, a sense of what he ate and stuff. Yeah, right, right. It was just. Uh, I mean, I, I guess if you have pain, and he has landed, and and uh, what, that was the other thing I heard is that he's landed on his knees too many times, and so he was in. That's why he got addicted to opiates. Well, his hips were his hips were so. If you watch some of the video, go to the concert videos from. The Purple Rain tour, or Sign of the Times, when he was younger, he was jumping off eight foot risers, yeah, in heels, yeah. and landing, and doing superhero landings, and, and it's just too, and doing it over and over and over, and right. one hundred and fifty nights a year. I believe he had a hip replacement, a hip or two hip replacements, uh, uh, and he did it. Yeah, he did it. How many concerts did he? And he was, yeah, and you got to remember, here he was big in Europe. He's Jesus. Right. Like, you know, I mean, they, like in France. Like, out of their minds. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, I got to talk to Springsteen once, and Springsteen said that. What? They, he said, <laughs> in Europe, yeah, Springsteen liked my show Titus. Yeah. And I uh, met Nils Lofgren, and I got to go to the concert. And this is, it's, it's actually, there's a 30-minute bit on, um, I, I wrote about meeting Bruce Springsteen, where I was by far the biggest douchebag. Uh, it's called <laughs> Bruce Who. Because um, Nils Lofgren, sorry, because Nils Lofgren goes, well, Bruce and Patty are fans. And I went. Bruce who? Yeah. You're not talking about Bruce Springsteen, right? Yeah. The guy you play with. He, and he's laughing. So anyway, so Springsteen said that in Europe, he said that, um, he said America is fickle. Uh, America is, uh, what's your next thing? What's the right. new thing? What's the new thing? Right. In Europe, he go, Bruce goes, he goes, man, I got 16-year-old kids moshing. He goes, right. my, he goes, because they respect art over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said. He, he said, in your sitcom was art. Oh, yeah, he was there. Very you nice. go, very That's nice. Sweet. Yeah, That's awesome. you want to talk about killing all the demons of your childhood? Have Bruce Springs tell you, Bruce Springsteen tell you what you did is good. Yeah, you're like, yeah, fuck you, Dad. <laughs> Watch this, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you're like, okay, all yeah. right. So, um, so he was, he was, you know, on painkillers, and I, I guess I get, I get why. I mean, even you hear some of these people like this, that, that pitcher that died. Um, and he, you know, he was just, he was just drinking and wanted to be that high. Prince was actually fighting pain and right. got, got addicted to it, you know? So. Right. Well, and the thing is, is, yeah, I think there's a couple of different kinds of addiction. There's, there's the addiction where you're allergic and then all of a sudden you just, you have to have all of it all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's other ones you get addicted to the lack of pain and you're, yeah, yeah. and then you just end up taking too much. <laughs> wow. That's interesting to put it. I was addicted to the lack of pain. <laughs> I, just, I love the idea of not having, not being in any pain. Yeah. You know where you can walk across the room and not make weird noises? <laughs> right. And you're not crazy. Cracklin' Rose, there all you. in your hips. Your hips are full of <laughs> all kinds of cartilage. I sound like popcorn when I walk. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, by the way, I am talking to Christopher Titus, which is uh, ChristopherTitus.com. It's at Titus Nation on, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram yeah. and all that stuff. Amazon, my new special, Amerigeddon, is out. Uh, the one I'm working on now, if you come see me live, is called Stories I Shouldn't Tell. It's 90 minutes of... Uh, oh, there you go. the best one. I'm getting, I've never been on... I'm on paper still, and I'm getting standing ovations. I've never had... And which That's is great. It's pan 
panicking though. If yeah. You're, if you're us, right? If you're if you're, you're a damaged like, comedian, you're like, you no, st- yeah, this is not right. Uh, I, Maria told me one time. She said, you know, the set didn't go as well. And I said, they didn't carry off stage. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and she goes, yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> And so now it is a recurring joke with us. She's yeah. just like, where she's like, they didn't carry me off stage, and uh, I don't approve, but I understand that I my expectations might be great. Uh, uh, and then uh, I did a movie called Special Unit. Um, due to the okay. fair, due to the Fairness and Disabilities Act, the LAPD has to hire four handicapped undercover detectives, <laughs> and it's on Amazon too. It's got five stars. It's really, we used real disabled actors. We use oh, like, and we use all these actors that don't get a shot. So go see that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's always funny when, when they're like, oh, we're just going to stick this abled actor in a wheelchair. And you're like, hey, you know who's been waiting to get some work? <laughs> uh, the guy who's stuck in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. How about- so we did that. That's because yeah. I have friends that are disabled. And I was like, I was like, it's not fair that that keeps happening. And right. they were, and it, they're funny as sh- They're so funny, man. Right. Yeah. The, everyone, everyone I know who has, who, I don't know, who has some sort of problem, you know, broken childhood, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> some yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of fucked up something. Uh, if they, if they're not killed by it, uh, it turns out they're usually pretty funny. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, True good, that. Good for them. Yeah. And then the mystery is people who you're like, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> you say that your parents loved you. Why are you funny? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I, when someone goes, yeah, my dad was an engineer and my mom, uh, my mom was a nurse. We had plenty of money. Uh, they loved me with all my heart. I graduated from Ivy League school. I had a I'm like, horse, and I'm like, you know what? You're not allowed in comedy, right? Yeah, it's, but I had a theory. I had a horse. And even, by the way, I don't know anybody in comedy who's had a horse, but that was a nice. Right, yeah. right. It's a, the, and by the way, fuck that guy. If he had a, <laughs> he had a horse. Yeah, exactly. it's, I had a. Uh, I there was. Uh, I used to have this theory about it where I was like, okay, the my theory was that. Every like all the new younger comics that are coming up, they all have good dental. They look good. I was like, when I started doing stand up, it was the insane and the unattractive who did stand up comedy, yes. and now there are some seriously attractive people. But here's my theory: they're nuts, and they're nuts because they were all raised with yeah. Adderall, and then uh, yep. they started doing ayahuasca and partying like it, uh, there was no tomorrow, and so they've made themselves go bananas. And then they guys so became adults, funny. and they found out their parents' uh, uh, helicopter pairing them was the worst thing that can happen, and so uh-huh. they, and so they failed a lot. Right when they got out on their own, and now they're crazy. And right, they've, been, they've driven themselves mad here, here in the eleventh hour. For my, thank God for my crazy. You know, I love. I, like someone said to me, I was telling these stories. I'm telling stories about uh, real quick. I was telling. I tell stories about being in a bar with my mom, being kidnapped. All the, in the new show. I said all the shit that happened when I was a kid. Okay, but see, people. I remember the crazy stuff from '98 going. Who is this guy? Yeah, this one makes Norman yeah. Rockwell's bleeding look like a puppet show. Yeah, so yeah. my wife said, she goes, this one, holy shit. <laughs> I, I talk about my, my sister blowing her brains out and stuff. And so I, I'm talking about, like, I, I go through this this story, and I'm losing my kids to my, my, my crazy Ugh. ex-wife. So it's all these horrible stories. And some woman goes, uh, this weekend in hilarity, she goes, I hear, oh, I go, lady. I make money off this now. Right. Shut up. Yeah, there's no awe. Yeah, there's the no awe. awe. The awe will actually ruin the fucking joke. And you're just like, no, no, I lived. Let us move forward. Right. Uh, what we're doing now is we're making it okay for other people this to- This is through the other side story. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. is great. It's Where gonna... were you when I was nine? Exactly. And that's when you I needed it all. in front of somebody. My Uncle Tom, why don't you just go find that guy and fucking dig him up and punch him in the face? Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, so- um, Well, anyway, so uh, Prince, uh, yeah. that's my that's my- Door, yeah. and you could tell it's weird because I didn't realize because it's your dork force. And thank you for having me on. This show is so awesome because I thought, well, maybe I'm not dorky enough about Prince. And the second you said something, I was like, no, he's 58. <laughs> Boom. And I realized I was like proud of my dorkness oh, you're for on a second. Board. Yeah, and well, you should be because the thing is, is, is there's things like I, like I will be looking up. There are several songs I'll be looking up. Uh, Do me. 
Uh, <laughs> Pussy yep. Control, and then uh, Most There's Beautiful Girl more. in the World, and When Will We Be Paid, and Colonized Mind. That's uh, going to be the track list that I make. Oh, also, and you're going to love this. Yeah? Pink Cashmere. Pink Cashmere. Pink Cashmere. Okay. Uh, you know Erotic City, of course. No. Oh, no, Erotic that? City. That's a fun one. Do you want uh, Do you want sexy or do you want a d- to shake your ass? Uh, shake my ass. Shake your ass. Uh, okay. Erotic City's good. Uh, it's man off the B sides. Uh, there's an album called There's a song called Shockadelica. Pussy Control, definitely. Okay. You'll like that one. Um, uh, I got you know. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I am going to send make, you a ma- playlist, and I'm gonna actually I'm gonna do a uh, you make USB a spot- drive. And, well, yeah. No more than eight. Here's what happened. Murray Valeriano gave me 102 U2 songs. Nah, that's Guess not, what happened. I, would never... I wiped that uh, USB <laughs> thing and I used it for something else. Uh, I love Murray like a brother. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I'm going to give you eight, eight, gonna, eight songs. I'll give you uh, eight songs. Eight, and if you want to make a Spotify list, I will post it for Rangers because uh, Lydia Popovich, I think it was Lydia, might have been Amy Miller. I had two episodes about uh, Dolly Parton. Right. Oh, it was Lydia because she was like, these are the eight saddest most terrifying Dolly Parton songs in the world. And I was like, well, show me a list. Yeah. And she sent me a Spotify list. Why does so that excite that. me when someone says something like this? Someone says some crazy thing like, these are by far the most heart-wrenching <laughs> that's going to kill you, make you cry. Can I please have those now? Can I have that? As yeah, soon as great. possible. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Chris Titus, it has been an hour. Thank you very much uh, for being on The Dork Forum. This was awesome. Thanks, kid. All right. And you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?